You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 248. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa, and today I want to talk to you about selling your art online, my favorite, one of my favorite topics here at Creative Thursday, and today's podcast is a very practical podcast for you. This is a question I get asked often. And so I thought it would be fun to address it here as well and just have the opportunity to go a little bit deeper in terms of what do I recommend? I want to give you my top three online shop platforms that I recommend have personally used. And I also just want to talk to you a little bit about how to choose the best online platform for you. And if you're fired up and you want to go out and get your site and get ready for our sell a piece of art this week challenge, I invite you to join us at sellmyartthisweek.com and you can register there to join us for my sell a piece of art this week challenge. And you'll already kind of have a head start in terms of just if you don't yet already have a, a shop, an online shop. And one thing that I want to address right at the top of this episode is, you know what? It's okay if you don't have all your products or uh, in the artist world, I like to call them creations. If you don't have those all ready to add to your shop, uh, currently at the time of this recording, I don't have my online shop up, but I have a website at creativethursday.com. You can join my email list, which I continue to encourage you to do to get the Creative Thursday three every week with three resources I share with you. Creative business, creativity, and always a little something fun, uh, something inspiring. And you can join the wait list at the Expansive Artists. You can also get the successful artist plan, which I proudly just did a little re-record on. It's a mini course and uh, I love it. It's also in a new location. It has its own viewing hub, which makes it really easy to go through the mini course and have transcripts and there's a worksheet to accompany it. And all of that's at creativethursday.com. My point being, you can read about me at the about page, 
My point being, you can have a placeholder, a beautiful image, a photograph, a message for your shop, and you can say it's coming soon. You don't have to use the old, it's under construction. (laughs) I mean, you can if you want, but we're artists, right? We can make something beautiful on that website. So don't wait until you have it all figured out to get yourself a placeholder. And first and foremost, uh, I am not going to be recommending Etsy. And let me explain why. Not that I don't think Etsy can be a great marketplace for you. And not that Etsy wasn't a great marketplace for me at the time when I was selling, when it first got going back in 2007. But because I have had my website, I've had my domain name since I believe 2002 or 2004. Um, I know I have my sales tax since 2004. I believe I put my first website up for creativethursday.com in February of 2004. And There was no Etsy at that time, at least not that I knew of. There may have been. There were very limited places to sell and show work. I had already started an e-commerce business. I was well-versed in tech and the online space. And um, my husband at the time was also well-versed in that. And he helped me put a quick website up. So for me, it was a no-brainer. You just get a domain name and you put your website up. So that's the very first step I'm going to encourage you to do. If you only do this, go get your domain name. And yes, I know there are a million, million domains now like .shop, .co, .blah, blah, blah. Just go for the most straightforward that's still familiar, the .com. Just get your name. Always a good idea get your name if you can. Um, If you have a brand name, get that too. They're really inexpensive. It's a pretty powerful investment and it kind of acts as a marker of you having some ownership in your business and having a time when it started. But, you know, you don't want someone else ideally using your name. I know Lots of people have some names. Many people have the same names, but then add your initial or add hyphens or add studio to it or add something creative to it. Go get that domain name. The reason that I am not going to be talking to you about uh, Etsy or Society6 or Redbubble, if these sites still exist, is because I encourage my artists to have their own property, you're planting your flag and your own piece of land on the internet. If you are only selling under the umbrella of, or an Amazon, under the umbrella of another brand, if and when they go away, you will have no property. It will be like someone taking your home. This is the same for social media, right? This is why we all, any one of us who's teaching online, hammer home the idea of having your own email list because some of us have been around long enough to see very popular sites come and go. You don't want to be relying on your audience on any of these platforms. 
Now, you're going to also have to come with me on the journey of the long game. The reason I see artists not take these steps from day one is one, they may not know any better. They've seen a lot of people have success on Etsy. It feels easy. It feels fun. That's great. But you're not thinking in terms of the long game. I encourage you as a business owner, as an artist in business to think in the long game. Think of the long game. You're going for the quick win, which is short term. So you might be seen faster on a site like Etsy that is designed and already has a massive following for people looking for something that you have, but you're trading the long game of building your own name and your own brand. Because here's the real simple story I always tell. I knew this going into my online business. That's why I always sold almost exclusively all my original works on my own creativethursday.com site. And I sold reproductions on Etsy. That was my differentiator. And yes, Etsy was a great boost for my business. Like immense people found me instantly. It's not like that anymore. So I can't teach it from that perspective. I know there are people out there who have hacked the system and know how to make Etsy work for them. And that's great. If you choose to do that, I still would tune into this podcast because you're still going to want your own domain. But I recommend having that first because you are building Etsy's brand. You're not building your own. And the best example of this was when I I happened to be in an Ikea and I was in line behind someone wearing a really, in the checkout line, behind someone wearing a really cool Ikea sweatshirt, or excuse me, a cool sweatshirt, a creative sweatshirt. And someone stopped them and said, oh my goodness, where did you get that sweatshirt? And they said, Etsy. And inside my artist heart broke a little because I knew the person, the business, the brand, the artist, how are you ever going to find it? You're not going to find sweatshirt. Go try searching sweatshirt on Etsy to even try searching like illustration. I was looking for something that was in an Etsy email that I couldn't find on their site. I was like, how do they put this in their email and not just make it easily linkable? I never found it. It was an illustration of a home. I never found it. So point is you're building Etsy's brand and so many people just go, I got it on Etsy. Well, there's how many, how many sellers are there? hundreds of thousands of sellers on Etsy? Are there millions? I don't even know anymore. All you have to do is also look at their commercials, which are super sweet, lovely, and nowhere, this, my artist heart breaks as well. They show the coolest products and nowhere do they highlight who made that product. Like not even a little like um, watermark on the video of like, this is so-and-so shop. I just don't get that unless you're just interested in lining your own pockets. When it started, it definitely felt like it was a community of independent makers and they felt like they were doing a lot to champion those makers. And they certainly still do that, but it's all about exposure. My impression, um, it's all about 
I don't know. It just feels too formulaic now. It's not the culture that it once was, and we'll just leave it there. The point of today's episode is not to talk about that. The point is just to explain to you why I find it incredibly important to have your own domain name. And the last point I want to say to that is because when Etsy changed and a whole bunch of us were doing really well, like in the top 150 to 200 artists selling on that site, it, we changed too. Uh, all of a sudden, we weren't getting the same exposure. And if we weren't prepared to market our work, which I always was because I was always keeping a blog and I always had a website, I always had an email list, a lot of artists went away. They, they're gone. They're not on there anymore. I know because I favored so many. And one day I went back to look at those shops and they're, they're all gone, closed. I couldn't find them anywhere. So when that shift happened, when they allowed other people to join the marketplace and they were asking people to pay for their marketing, which they have the right to change their business model as as Facebook, as, as everybody does, you're at the mercy of their choices, not your business choices. Am I making that clear? This is a really powerful decision to make and it starts with your domain name. So again, if you do nothing but get that, just go get it. Go get that domain name. And with one of the platforms or probably actually all of them, you can still open a shop without one, but you're kind of doing the same, not the same thing really, but you won't be able to tell people just go to creativethursday.com or you know, uh, I have the marisaann.com domain and I'm building a site around that. You won't be able to send people there. And you want to make your customer experience, we're going to talk about that for a moment, as, as easy as possible. You don't want them to have to remember Shopify dash or Squarespace dash or Shine Pages dot. So let me talk to you about my top three quickly And then let me share with you how to decide on your own. So number one, hands down, Shopify. I have now had my Shopify store for about, I think, five years. And I have had WordPress sites. I was on a a site called Business Catalyst. I was on things that I don't even remember what they were that were built for me. Shopify is the leading e-commerce site globally. So there's that. Uh, You're selling products. Go with the best. Also, they have the Shop Pay app, which means that if I enter my credit card information in any Shopify shop, which many are, uh, when you're professional, you take the branding off of your site, just another tip. And you may pay at a certain level or I don't need to be advertising Shopify when people are coming to my site. It's Creative Thursday site. So there are many, many sites that you're on that are Shopify based. I would say the majority, and you'll know that because once you hook into the shop system, I can go anywhere, any shop that's a Shopify site, and I don't need to re-enter that information ever again. And there's also an app where I can track the order coming. It, it updates the same way. It's almost like a singular backend to this e-commerce platform 
Why does that matter? I don't know about you, but I want simplicity. I have reached the place because I'm in about 20 platforms a day. I've got about 60 to 70 passwords that I'm working between for various anything and uh, courses, tools, my platforms, everything, right? I'm sure you can relate. I don't want to enter my information in anymore. If it could go from my mind into the shopping cart and I could press a button, which I'm sure one day will have this capability, that's good for me. If I can look at it, imagine it, and it's at my door, that's where we're headed. So I know that might sound high maintenance, but when you're an e-commerce shop owner, you will see analytics that will tell you how many people abandon cart And I'm sure, I'm certain if you remember, uh, most of us are shopping online now. We get exhausted by the technology around that, even though I have not forgotten. It's amazing. It's amazing that we can do this. However, I've abandoned or been this close to abandoning uh, checkouts because I couldn't get what I needed fast enough or it was making me jump through too many hoops or there were errors. This, There are entire companies and strategies that uh, people that help you do nothing but help recover those uh, abandoned cart. The shopping experience is one of the most important pieces of your whole online store experience. And so trust When a company is this large that they have entire teams of people that are helping to create that experience for you as the shop owner and thereby create the experience for the person who is the customer or the collector. This is really, really important. The other couple of things about Shopify that I love is that I've really appreciated the culture. I've appreciated the education components and I have appreciated, I haven't had to call in a while, so forgive me if this is outdated for any reason, that I could call them and I could get help and people would walk me through my technical issues. To be able to pick up the phone and get that kind of support. And pre-pandemic in Los Angeles, and they were starting to make a movement in other areas. I don't know if this is still happening, but it still demonstrates the culture of the company. They would, they built brick and mortar locations where you could go for free and someone would help you with your Shopify site in person. And they had all this education happening there. So to me, when I choose companies to work with or any collaboration, and I've talked about this before, if I affiliate for someone, which I do uh, for Shopify as well. So if I put my link in, there's just a small fee. If I refer you, you certainly, of course, don't have to use it. If you do, I appreciate it. But if I put my trust and recommend something to you, I personally have used it and I I want to believe in the company, meaning if I can, when I've been on certain platforms, I've actually gone to the location and I've met the people and I've been in their offices. I It matters. I want to know the people behind Shopify. It's very big right now, but I've heard the CEO uh, speak in Clubhouse, like he's made himself available you know, just 
just keep your ear to the ground in terms of the culture of the company because eventually it comes out and you do want to invest in a company that's going to be around for a while or seems to be established now. Not because it might not change in the future, more than likely it will. However, you want to be switching your website platforms as minimally as possible. With that said, no, we'll come back to that. I was going to say, with that said, don't overthink this. No, we'll just tell you now. Don't overthink it. Listen to this podcast episode. Give yourself that. Then make a decision. Get your online shop up. Okay? I'm telling you directly. You can obsess about these things and they are all good. There are many amazing tools out there and you basically just have a back end to your shop. Okay. The other reason is that um, I have a lot of respect for Aolidia. It's a beautiful design site. Ariane has um, kindly spoken at an in-person event. She spoke in the Expansive Artists. She works with creatives and she only designs for Shopify. This is someone that is experienced in the development side that is helping people build very robust businesses. I mean, Shopify runs companies that sell multiple seven figures every month in their back end. So if they can handle that, they can handle an independent shop. People can run very robust wholesale options out of there. I've never done that before. I've kept it at the most simple, basic plan, but everyone I know who's serious about their business, like 95% of them are on Shopify. The second one I would say that is a close competitor and follow-up to that in my mind is Squarespace. And that is simply because it's beautiful. I mean, beautiful sites on Squarespace. I believe Shopify is beautiful as well. Maybe not as flowy, pretty um, as some of the artists have made Squarespace sites, but I certainly have a, a high respect for a number of artists who have beautiful Squarespace sites and they run very robust, thriving businesses as well. I was deciding between the two and for me, uh, because so many people paid me through PayPal at the time, I don't know this to be true anymore. I couldn't hook my PayPal into Squarespace. And that kind of made the decision for me because if you take PayPal off the table and many of your clients are used to using it, you are leaving money on the table. And uh, this was never <laughs> said to me better than a very dear friend and a colleague in business. And she's like, I, it's, we're talking about the customer experience, okay? Sometimes people want to buy things from the toilet. <laughs> so meaning that many times PayPal is the button you can push without having to enter all your credit card information. So um, it's no joke, okay? If you have the shop pay, same thing. You don't have to run and get your credit card. I'm not encouraging that everyone be shopping on the toilet, but I, it happens. So the point is that you want your you want it to be as easy, as frictionless as possible for someone to buy from you first and foremost, okay? And uh, my experiences with Squarespace, honestly, as a customer, not so good. They kept an old address of mine that I didn't recognize in the shopping and and it messed up an order that was about to be sent to my old address 
I hope that that's not the case. This was several years ago, but that's a big error in my book. And it wasn't a great customer experience. I had to, I actually was buying from an artist and I had to write to their studio and be like, whoops, I just saw on the receipt that it's going to the wrong place. And thankfully we were able to kind of stop it before it went out. Otherwise that artwork would have been sent somewhere and who knows if they or I would have received it. So these uh, technical behind the scenes things matter, especially when you start to grow and scale, right? So same concept. Think of the long game, to which I know you might be arguing with me right now. Uh, please don't. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> be open, listen, learn. Uh, but I know that you might say, Marisa, I'm just getting started. Why do I need to know this? Because you're a serious business owner. Um, and by serious, I mean dedicated and you care about this. And yes, you may decide not to run your business. But if you're really interested in doing this right, just do it right. You're here, you're listening, you're learning. And don't be cheap on this. It's not worth it. And technically, all of these sites that I'm sharing with you are so affordable, have you had a brick and mortar space recently? Do you remember that it can cost thousands of dollars in LA, especially? There are people that spend between five and $40,000 to have a space. So I think, uh, and that is not an exaggeration. I know I'm talking about a big city, but just to give you context, to spend $300 a year, $320 or $30 a month or $35 or $40, it's incredible. It's incredible. So please don't lose sight of that and just go for something free. Also, by the time you pay all the extra fees now at a site like Etsy or take a minimal percentage at other umbrella sites where you're doing print-on-demand through their site, you are in essence, losing. Um, you're, you're already paying for a site of your own that's going to be your own brand and your own name, which uh, one piece I want to add on Shopify that I believe is also true for Squarespace is that you can plug in print-on-demand sites like a Guten, like a Printify. There are many now. And it's a quote, or you can also add in a framing company. It's like a... I don't want to call it, I think white label is the wrong thing. Basically, it's your label. Your It will ship from that manufacturer, but people won't be sent to them to purchase it. They'll be buying it under your site. So if I sell a framed canvas at creativethursday.com, it's under my site. I'm not sending them to another manufacturer. So it's in the back end. The shop can be in the back end, or excuse me, the print on demand can be plugged in the back end. So Squarespace, my only experience with this. So if you really want Squarespace, I recommend that you do research and speak to people who are using it, who love it. Um, I thought it was beautiful. I found it unintuitive and clunky. I built a small website when we had our gallery there and I was just like, this doesn't work for me. And I'll come back to that in a moment. But it is a well-established site, highly recommended, beautiful, beautiful um, possibilities with that and relatively intuitive, just not for me after working on Shopify. The third one I want to share with you is Shine Pages. And this is a new 
uh, website to the scene. Uh, I know the owner personally, Robin Newberry, and she's lovely and she's developed this. She's been a successful business owner in the past. She connected with developers and it's so cool. This is a site that has a pretty robust e-commerce side, as well as the capability to have an online course on there and or a membership. And if you want to know how I use it, when you go to sellmyartthisweek.com, um, any of my challenges I've hosted or the small studio Sunday invite.com, these are all on Shine Pages because a place like Shopify does e-commerce. It doesn't do a landing page, which a landing page is basically a web page. Everything's a web page, but a landing page is a place where someone's going to take some kind of action. And the pages on Shopify, unless I were having a developer work with me, are not this so if I haven't shared this with you recently, you're not going to find everything you want in one site ever. And typically, if you're finding a lot in one site, it may not be as strong. The recommendation is to lean into the sites that specialize in what they're doing, like e-commerce or online teaching. But in the same breath, I'm going to say, having worked on all those sites, Shine Pages is pretty amazing. And if you were uh, starting out, not to mention Robin has put together beautiful templates and uh, she has even created an artist one that she had made because she came and spoke to the expansive artists and created one that I'm going to be using with us in mind. And her customer service and support right now above and beyond. I don't know it, how long that will last because I hope Robin will grow, but I imagine that she will continue to offer that kind of support. But she'll even make you videos to show you exactly what to do that you could look back at again, uh, just above, above and beyond. Our Small Studio Sunday website, we are creating there as well. And... It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. It's a completely different backend of how to use it. It's going to take a minute to get used to it. But once you do, and there are already built-in templates for you, super easy. Same with Squarespace, same with Shopify. And then you can purchase templates to start upgrading. But that's where you can ease in and you can say, okay, you know, do I need to have... Um, this look right now, or can I just get myself up? To which I say, get yourself up. You will want to and will be refining your site for as long as you are in business. It'll probably kind of maybe never feel done, <laughs> except for like the day that you publish the newest look. And then you're like, I need new photography. I want to move this around. And it's fine. It just comes with the territory. But one other point I just remembered with Shopify, and I believe that Shine Pages, I don't know about Squarespace. It's a little more complex on the back end. When you decide, if you decide to do paid advertising specifically with Facebook, it has some features for e-commerce advertising that wrap right into the Shopify back end. 
That's all I can say without having the full understanding of the technicalities, which I don't really need to know to, in order to get that to work. So this is important, right? When you're choosing established players, they talk to each other because they're established and they make sure they do talk to each other because otherwise they lose a huge portion of the marketplace. However, it's also great to champion to participate in newcomers because they may become the leaders in the marketplace as well. So this is where I'm going to weave you into choosing your personal, choosing what works for you. And what I recommend is one, look at the marketplace leaders like I've shared a few times Invest in companies that are invested in uh, their people, their users. Pay attention to what they're doing. Research it as if you were going to invest in their stock. And if you get in early, pay attention to when they go public. <laughs> because if I had known with Shopify, uh, Zoom, anyone, <laughs> you know, if they go public, they just paid attention, research it as if you were going to invest in the company because in a way you are. And uh, I also look at the leaders of the company and try to hear them speak, if at all possible, or visit the headquarters, if at all possible, if it makes sense. Then number two, I've been listening to this term a lot. And basically, the way you're going to stand out, and by listening to this term, I mean, I've been hearing it often in conversation. The way you stand out in today's marketplace is that people pay for experience over product. So what is your customer experience going to be like? I am hearing this in every area of the online industry. Customer experience is king. Not that the customer is always right. That's a story for another day. Um, the experience, you want to give them the best experience. Uh, a quick tip around that, a side tip a pro tip is to go through your order process. What emails do you get? What's your own buying experience like on your site? What auto emails do you get around your shipping? You know, this is the thing with uh, Shopify. I believe all of these have some automation. I can speak to it specifically with Shopify. There's already templates set up for my terms for my uh, auto order email that I can also customize, but it's already there if I, if I just want to get going and then refine that later. There's a lot that's been thought through. There's shipping built in where I can print my labels. I print off Shopify, but if I want to, that's built in. What's already available to you and how can your job be easier so that your focus can be the customer experience is really positive and how can that be as simple and as easy, as efficient as possible, as enjoyable as possible? Super important. These are, this is separating the cream from the milk or bringing the, the cream will rise to the top based on your customer experience, because there's a lot of amazing quality, beautiful work, everything out there. But if it's not a great experience, eventually you're gonna lose your customers. You just will because someone else will have a better one. 
And number three, this is super important. Where do you feel the best? At the end of the day, I can recommend these to you based on personal experience. Someone else will recommend something else. There may be platforms I don't even know about that are great, that you are the bee's knees, you love it. You are going to be going in there and then your team and then your team, but you're still going to be logging in. Especially with your online shop, you want to feel good in there. You want to feel like, yeah, I'm coming in, I'm making it pretty, I'm setting it up. You want to feel like you're walking into a physical space that you love. Because if you get bogged down in the interface or the way the program works or the functionality, you're not going to feel like doing the stuff that feels challenging that day. You're going to, it's going to weigh on you. So I can tell you Shopify all day long. And if you go in there and you just go, "Mm, I just don't feel right in this technical environment or I've had issues around it or or better yet, I just feel better in in the back end of Squarespace or Shine Pages or what is there, Wix or, you know, there are other sites out there. Then that's what you must follow. Take everything into account that I'm sharing with you and follow what feels right for you. And certainly one way that you can also narrow it down is take a look at people's sites that you love. And sometimes they forget to take the um, Squarespace powered by Squarespace, Shopify, Shine. Sometimes they forget to take that off. So you can tell, I think there's a way too within code. I used to be able to figure it out by going into someone's shopping cart. I could tell what site it was. But if you write to someone too, you could just say, oh my goodness, your site is beautiful. May I ask what platform you use? You know, if you have a look and a feel that you want, there are quality tools and products that can help you accommodate that. And it will change as you grow, but I just give you my recommendations as someone who has been designing for and working in the online tech space for um, well over 20 years nonstop. So I feel like I know a thing or two about online business and uh, what I've seen come and go and also what works for me efficiently on the back end of sites. So I leave it there and then I hand it over to you and you will make the best decision for you. Lastly, I will say, do not be cheap about this. Do not settle for free when you know, build the shop for where you want to go. And the beautiful thing about a site like Shopify is that it is both suitable for a beginning business as well as a robust half a million, multi-million dollar business. All of these are, but some are just better. And instead of saying, well, you know, I would say if you're going to get up, it's going to take you just as long to put things on Etsy honestly it's not that it's straightforward but there's a lot you need to do you have to do the same work you can have both I still have my Etsy placeholder Um, I still make sales there I just don't market anyone to that site so any sales I get there someone's finding me or they were a customer back in the day 
and they didn't follow me to creativethursday.com. So you can have your work other places, but always have your own domain and just invest for the long game. Purchase the tools and platforms that you will need to help you grow instead of grow and then suddenly be held up by having to migrate or, or not having the tools you need and then having that slow you down and cost you more time and money in the long run. All right, friends, that was a lot. I hope that's helpful. I will now point everyone to this podcast who asked this question. Feel free to share. It comes up often. I do understand that it feels overwhelming, especially if you're starting out. Do your own research. Uh, certainly, I'm not the only podcast out there. There's tons of articles. There's tons of YouTube videos of people doing actual comparisons with the back end. But then promise me this. Give yourself a little indulgement in that and then just make a decision and get on with it because the goal is for you to get your artwork out there. It's not to have the most perfect everything in the back end. Get something beautiful that works, that's that that's great quality, and then run with it. Do not allow this to be a reason for you to resist the normal artist resistance, uh, getting your work out there and selling that work. That's the goal, right? Let's not forget. This is about helping artists sell online. This is about a platform for you to do so and uh, pick one and trust your decision and move forward. On that note, I'll see you in Sell My Art this week. We kick off on September 14th, 2021 on that Monday. You can sign up at sellmyartthisweek.com and I will uh, be back with you again with more tips and guidance and insight on growing your online business as an artist selling to your most favorite collectors, which is the best. And until next time, friends, have a beautiful creative week and thank you for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.